What's up? It's Alexander Madison, running back from the Minnesota Vikings, and you're watching Clock Management. Your team is now on the clock. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us. It is March 5th, 2020, and I am Justin, and as always, I'm joined by Perry. You know, Justin, they say Disneyland is the happiest place on earth. Clearly, they have never spent any time with you. <laughs> Hopefully they have. Hopefully they have. Yeah. I know, but... Hopefully not too many because I'm pretty jealous and I want you all for myself. <laughs> I appreciate that, but we probably shouldn't be doing a podcast if that's the case. All right, cut it. End it now. End <laughs> it now. We're done. It's been a good ride. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so before we even get into what's new with us, what what do we have in store today, Perry? Oh, in store. Uh, we have some news to cover. Uh, right now, everything's kind of, there's like a bubble, right? It's like the housing market bubble and that bubble's about to burst, uh, with information as soon as free agency hits, uh, we're still just a little bit away from free agency hitting. So, uh, I know as soon as that happens, the new segment of this show is going to be huge, but as for right now, it's mostly just rumors, expectations, that sort of thing, nothing too concrete. Uh, and then today's episode is 2020 busts way too early busts so Justin and I have um, some players that we've selected that we think are probably going to be drafted too high and aren't going to perform up to their their draft value so um, I know in my case not necessarily most of these guys actually will probably have decent seasons I just believe they're being drafted far too high so uh, we're going to talk about that and then I believe Justin also has uh, some brief XFL news to talk about yeah, and news no one cares about. Of course. I just didn't mention it because Oof. nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And I got some other news that I'm going to cover right now before we even get into the show. Uh, a big shout out to one of our former guests, uh, Samuel Wallace, because he just had his first child. Congratulations. I know. Congrats, man. That's yeah. so that's exciting. Yeah, Very I'm happy super for happy Sam. for him. Yeah. Um, what, what's, uh, going on over there, Perry? Anything, you got any news of your own? Not a whole lot. Just, uh, been working a lot. I am very excited to see you, uh, this weekend coming Absolutely. over, play some board games at my house. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to share some of the whiskey I've been making at work, so that'll be fun. But yeah, other than that, man, just kind of on the grind. What about you? Um, I'm actually going to be, well, first of all, I got this sweet sign that I just got behind me. Got to get this hung cool. on the wall eventually. Uh, <laughs> it is very cool. Yeah. And then um, I got, oh, this weekend, obviously going to try out some of the whiskey from your work, which I'm excited about, play some board games. And I'm hitting up one of our previous sponsors, which was uh, a brewery uh, and getting some, some uh, compensation in the form of beer from them compensation <laughs> beer uh, compensation that's the best kind it, it's not a bad kind that's for sure <laughs> and and most importantly uh we're giving away this ricky williams autographed jersey 
So I know. we haven't done a giveaway in a while. I was I'm I'm excited about this one. Yeah, me too. And I figured that was a cool one. I know last episode I said uh cream hunt. We're gonna push that one to next month. We'll do that one next month. We'll give this away this month because I just think it's such a cool jersey and a, a cool guy. What do you have to do to win, Justin? Man, thinking about it now though, I probably should have saved this one until four twenty and given it away then. <laughs> horrible planning on my part what Um, do you have to do to win just leave a comment man just subscribe to our podcast on on uh youtube we appreciate that and leave a comment you know yeah we we want to know what what you guys like about the show what you don't you uh you are entered every time you leave a comment correct on each episode going forward for the rest of the month absolutely what one uh entry per episode though you can't leave 100 comments on one episode because i don't want you copy and pasting the same comment 100 times all right man that was going to be clever use of game mechanics i know that's gonna do it (laughs) that's why i had to jump in there (laughs) (laughs) yeah so leave a comment on this episode and every episode for the rest of the month you'll be entered in each time you leave a comment on an episode so, uh, hey, man, if you watch all the episodes this month, leave comments. You'll be entered multiple times. Have a chance to win it. Yeah, I'm super excited. Uh, let's let's get into some news. Let's get into some news, man. Uh, Melvin Gordon is expected to hit free agency. Not a huge surprise, right? The Chargers did not want to pay him last season. He tried to hold out. That didn't work. He came back. He played okay. Uh, certainly wasn't the Melvin Gordon that we had grown accustomed to. I do think Melvin Gordon still has talent. I think Melvin Gordon still is going to be productive if he lands in the right spot. He'll only be 27 years old when the season starts. So uh, I guess it's kind of getting up there for a running back, but still he could have two or three good years left in him. So uh, I'm curious. I think that a a big thing too was because of his holdout and the, you know, Eckler doing being so dominant is why he wasn't as relevant this year because they didn't need him. Not to mention the Chargers just weren't very good last year. And, you know, for I personally don't ever want to draft a running back on a bad team unless that running back is Saquon Barkley. I, and I, Melvin Gordon was I, a running I'm, back. I'm going to give on you a, a second team. caveat on that one for uh, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, the Panthers were better than the, the Chargers, though. Absolutely. But yes, you're right. Uh, so Melvin Gordon, a couple landing spots I was thinking about. I think the Texans possibly would be a good spot for him to land. The Patriots might be a really good spot for him to land. Um, I think that the Patriots might be shifting things around and, you know, they could reduce the amount of running backs there. It's probably going to be a good call if they, if, uh, if they want to get, you know, win without Tom Brady there. And I'm telling you, Tom Brady will not be there. Just saying it right now. Uh, and then, uh, maybe even, um, if he were to to land with the Colts and reunite with Philip Rivers, I, there's a lot of places he could go. I, did you have anything in mind with for him? I I do, but I'll I'll talk more about that later. Okay. Uh, Frank Gore plans to continue playing in 2020. Justin, 37 years old. Yeah, uh, Frank Gore currently doesn't have a team. Uh, the Bills are not going to bring him back. I'm wondering if a team is willing to go get him. Uh, there's very low risk with signing Frank Gore. He ha- doesn't have a very storied injury uh, history. He's uh, he, never been injured in his entire life. I Frank Gore has a lot to offer a team in just experience. So 
I'm curious to see. Maybe he'll go sign with a contender, try and get this man a ring for and crying if, out loud. If the Patriots do want to continue their running back stable, <laughs> great guy just to throw in the mix. No kidding. Uh, he's reliable, at least, right? If yeah. you if you need three yards and you do not need him to fumble, Brent Gore's your man. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy Graham not expected back in Green Bay. I, I think this was kind of expected. Uh considering that it just the jimmy graham experiment in green bay i wouldn't say it didn't work out but i don't I think i don't think <laughs> it worked it was he was good enough for how much they he was costing them so yeah. if you want to look at it that way then yeah it didn't work out but i mean he was fairly good uh fairly productive maybe not so much for fantasy but uh i expect jimmy graham to probably land with another team and depending on where he lands you could be looking at a startable tight end I, I, you know i'm not totally sure but yeah, we'll I, see. I mean, maybe a stream, uh, definitely a streamable at least. You know, if if you're hurting yeah. for a tight end for a week, you're gonna be able to throw him in, depending on where he lands. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure. I can't really think of of somewhere that would would really work out for him uh, off the top of my head. But uh, you know, Jimmy Graham, the best tight end, fantasy tight end over the decade, actually, if people believe that or not, beat out Rob Gronkowski. So. It's crazy. Uh, Dak, uh, Dak Prescott is expected to receive the franchise tag from the Cowboys. This blows my mind how <laughs> they are unwilling to pay Dak Prescott. Uh, what else does this man have to do? Yeah, but they, he's not. But they did pay Zeke. Like I know it's crazy to me. It makes absolutely no I, sense. I was just thinking about how, like, you know, when a new running back or whatever position signs a new max, like high contract, they're like he yeah. reset the market. And I yeah. feel like Todd Gurley, like when he got his deal, he reset the market for running backs. But I felt like it was a lesson learned where you would think people would be like, this did not work out. The but Chargers it, refused, man. Yeah, that's true. But you, you, you're you still seeing it happen today. Like with, yeah. you know, there's uh, people are expecting Derrick Henry to get a deal like that now and, and multiple others. I just don't know how, how you could expect how – a team could expect to pay a running back that much money and then continue to be successful. The team that is. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. I, I feel I, bad. I right? know it, I'm biased as a 49er fan, but I, I love like how we have a stable of running backs that all seem to do very well that are not being paid except, I mean, we have one we're paying Jer that hasn't pl played. Jarek McKinnon. Yeah, but he hasn't played. <laughs> And not, I mean, Tevin Coleman is costing quite a bit as well. But yeah, the, but but when you look at their relevant running backs, it's neither one of those guys. So I feel like those yeah. are lessons learned. Let both those guys leave and let these other guys come in and, and earn that, you know, earn their role. Sure. Uh, Jameis Winston is likely to leave Tampa Bay. Uh, Peter King wrote that Jameis Winston uh, probably won't be playing in Tampa Bay next year. Uh, I did hear a very interesting thought that what if Jameis went to the Patriots and got to play with Bill Belichick? Do you think B Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels might be able to turn him around? Because he's clearly got an arm. He clearly is talented. Maybe he just needs to somebody to rein him in a little bit, right? Yeah, I mean, I would love to see it because this is like the whole thing I was saying. Like, I, I would be excited for Tom Brady to leave New England so we could see like – if Bill Belichick and his systems are like that, it was the key to success. Or if Tom Brady's skill and he was just the talent 
that led to the success. So I would love to see that. So that way we could get a definite answer. I think that would be great for him. Yeah, that'd be really fun to see. I, I completely agree with you on the Tom Brady, Bill, Bill Belichick thing, though. Like, both of them seem to think that they're the reason. Let's let's see, man. It'd be really funny if Tom Brady went to somewhere in the NFC and then Bill Belichick and the Patriots make it to the Super Bowl. Tom Brady makes it to the man. Super Bowl. And then all of a sudden, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady are back in the Super Bowl, and everybody's upset because we'll never escape this Groundhog Day scenario. I love it. Uh, there's also been crazy rumors that I've heard about the 49ers are tr- should try and get Tom Brady. I think that's ludicrous, and it's not going to uh, happen. There are a lot of people that think that, and that Jimmy G should be traded to the Patriots. I mean, that I don't think it's as ludicrous as, as you say it, like, it might happen. Bill Belichick wanted Jimmy G to I be know, his quarterback. I know that. I just don't think that uh, uh, Kyle Shanahan is going to to make a move like that. I, I, you're you're probably right, but I will say that I think the 49ers win that game if Tom Brady was their quarterback. Oh, I agree. I agree. So, you know, I mean, if you look at it like that, uh, Super Bowls are all that matter at this point. I don't know. It's interesting. It's an interesting thought. Right now, my money is on Tennessee for Tom Brady, but oh wow, oh, well, yeah. Let's uh, let's move on to the news nobody cares about. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, uh, all right. So first, in news no one cares about, we're going to continue talking about these uh, broadcasters where we left off because Tony Romo signed a seventeen million dollar a year deal with CBS, uh, and a lot of players were not happy about this. You think Dak Prescott would like that money right now? <laughs> yeah. Maybe, he, maybe Dak Prescott should go... Uh, be a broadcaster. Yeah, yeah, be a broadcaster and push Tony Romo out of that job, too. <laughs> Give him a few years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And continuing with the broadcaster talk, this free agency is crazy. Now there's talk of a trade in the in the broadcasting business. ESPN's working on a trade to get Al Michaels over to them for Monday Night Football and to sign Peyton Manning to a $20 million a year uh, broadcasting gig. I love it. Reset love the it. market again, Peyton. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. If, if, if all of you can hear that dog barking, I, I, I'm really sorry. My neighbor, she has a ton of dogs. So that's <laughs> <laughs> all I can hear right now. And I, I'm just, I like, hear it. It's, it's quiet in the background. And okay. stuff. Uh, I'm very sorry to all you devout listeners. But yeah, I mean, if they were upset about the $17 million deal, wait until a 20 million sign the same year. Peyton, buddy, Man. do it. Do it. <laughs> I love Dude, it. Dude, actually, Al, I'm not Al Michaels and Peyton Manning on Monday Night Football would be amazing. Yeah. Get Booger out get him out <laughs> yeah where's he gonna go xfl probably w- could could use him we'll, we'll get to them i like it <laughs> um but yeah originally cbs offered the job to peyton manning first for 17 million and he turned it down was it because he is already in talks for a 20 million dollar deal maybe maybe that'll be fun to watch i i like peyton manning a lot he's a funny guy and then a viral video or a video went viral uh, with Tom Brady, Jimmy Fallon, and Julian Edelman sitting uh, courtside at a college basketball game uh, where someone asked uh, Edelman about Brady, and he said he'll be back. And then there's all sorts of rumors about what Tom Brady said 
you could see his lips move, but you couldn't quite hear what he said. And people are saying he said, some said he said, stop it or I'm not. Uh, and probably stop it. Well, it turns out like they someone talked to Tom Brady afterwards and it turns out he didn't even hear Edelman talking to this person and he was actually talking to somebody else and he said go for it because they were talking <laughs> about a game that they were going to be playing in. <laughs> it's it's hilarious. Did you also hear about that same the same night uh Edelman FaceTiming with Mike Rabel? No. Uh and they were they were all talking. Mike Rabel, head coach of the Titans, of course, uh, but also played 10 years with Tom Brady. And everybody's like, this is this is collusion. Uh, it's tampering. Mike Rabel should be fine. It's like they're friends. Yeah. Like it, I wouldn't be surprised if Mike Rabel was in Tom Brady's wedding or something like their friends. I, I doubt they even discussed where Tom Brady would be playing. I yeah, I doubt it as well. Uh, and, and Tom Brady's a free agent, so he could talk to him about playing there if he wanted to. Not till free agency actually opens, but. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. But, uh, I mean, people posture on, if he wanted to, he'd be putting stuff out social media. I like, I just don't think that that's, I don't think he would be breaking any rules. Why do that? I don't need to. Yeah. Uh, and then last piece of news no one cares about, Des Bryant. Uh, so the Cowboys owner, Jerry Jones, said he has been thinking about reuniting a lot with Des Bryant while he was in the shower. That's not exactly how it was said. <laughs> it said but all those facts are correct. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a shower thought. Everybody knows what a shower thought is, but yeah, yeah it was a really weird thing to but, say. Yeah, I mean, why mention the shower portion? It didn't it's need Jerry to be Jones. said. <laughs> He's he like, wants you to picture him in the shower. Yeah, now no, you're picturing Jerry Jones bathing. I you're know. welcome. You're nobody, welcome, America. Nobody wants to do that, Jerry Jones. Nobody. You wonder how we got the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's just. Oh uh, man, I've got terrible taste in jokes. <laughs> I forgive you. <laughs> Uh, I'm usually the one with those. Uh, so, yeah. So I appreciate yeah. someone else taking taking that role for once. Today's my Friday, so, you know, feeling a little loose. Loosey-goosey. <laughs> um, all right, so now we're moving on to some XFL news. Uh, not so much news, just I'm going to go over, like, the now that we got, I think we're this week five now, uh, we're going into. So we've kind of established some top players now. So I feel like it's a little more, you can actually analyze things. Uh, so I'm just going to go through the positions and like the top tier players from each position. Mm, sorry. And um, you okay? Yeah. <laughs> Let's not need, go back to that joke. Need a Tums? <laughs> um. So first tier one. So this like the quarterbacks right here. You got your the top tier of quarterback has been set, and there's one quarterback there. That's uh, PJ Walker. He started off hot. He's continued it. He's the clear number one quarterback in the XFL at this point. Uh, he's just been tearing up the XFL. Uh, then like if you drop down the next tier, uh, you got Josh Johnson and Jordan. I'm gonna slaughter his name. Uh, Ta Amu, um, Te Amu, something like that. Pretty good. Ta yeah. Amu is what I 
would say. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I assumed. And I'm like, I, but I don't know the pronunciation. So, but yeah, those are the next two. And then you start dropping down to like BJ McDan or BJ Daniels for Seattle. Uh, probably the next one after those guys, which I'm happy to see him starting. He's kind of a fan favorite in Seattle. Uh, and he wasn't their starter week one. Um, then for the running backs, this is awesome. Uh, the, the top running back, in my opinion, uh, at this point is Cameron Artis Payne. Uh, he's kind of established himself a, as one of the best running backs in the XFL. So it, it's good. Like me and you were talking about how we both really liked him in the NFL. Yeah, um, for sure. I did like him. Uh, CAP, is that what we used to call I don't know. Maybe I used to call him that. <laughs> Cap. Uh, Cap. Uh, Lance, and then Lance Dunbar, who's another former another NFL name. player. Yeah, yeah. That's another name. Uh, so it's good to see those guys like making a name for themselves and they're the clear like two best running backs right now in the xfl uh you drop down from there and you got the next group of guys it's kind of these guys are all pretty similar to each other in that next tier that's uh uh donnell or donnell uh pumphrey james butler matt jones and devon smith uh, which those guys are all suitable if you're starting them week to week. The Outside of that, it starts getting sketchy. And then yeah. wide receivers, that's the last ones. Uh, Nelson Spruce, he's killing it uh, from the Wildcats. He's my favorite uh, wide receiver uh, going into this week. Uh, Cam Phillips from Houston, he's actually outscoring him but uh, for the season. But, I mean, he's got P.J. Walker there throwing him the ball, so that's probably why. Uh, both of those dudes are, like, clear uh, top fantasy purposes for XFL. Uh, and then, really, to me, outside of that, you start getting inconsistencies. Uh, wide receivers there, it's been kind of rough. I don't really blame the wide receivers so much as the quarterback playing the XFL. We need to see uh, an increase in, in talent in the quarterbacks in the XFL. Do you think um, DeAndre Hopkins is just trying to get more football in and he joined the XFL under the name DeAndre Tompkins? <laughs> because, I don't know, that's looking pretty suspect to me. I, I mean, I'm not ruling it out. Just get some extra work in there, you know, yeah. warm up before Sunday. Yeah, old DeAndre Tompkins over here. <laughs> though i would expect the stats to be a little bit higher but then again like i said the quarterback play he's only played one game he had 18.7 points man yeah you know? I, I i would expect more <laughs> well, he's, you know he's like sandbagging a little bit yeah people might be like hey that's deandre hopkins it, it's like a a pro bowl game he's going at about 60 percent. exactly exactly i'm just saying somebody might want to check that yeah I, i'll look into it i'll, I'll yeah. see what i could do <laughs> See if I could get get some uh, inside information on this. Thank you, because I'm <laughs> I'm actually wondering. The people want to know. The people want to know. And the, the people people's have Perry. <laughs> the people's Perry. It's Perry, not people. Terry. Uh, All right. Well, should we get into these way too early busts for 2020, Justin? I I feel like we have to at this point. We already told everyone we we're going to. I know, right? And I have nothing else to talk about. So let's uh let's jump right into it. Uh, do you want to go first or you want me to go first? I, I'm I'm going to kick it off. Uh, go ahead. I'm excited. I, hopefully not with a kicker because nobody cares. Okay, I'll skip that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right, so my my number one bust and like, oh man, okay, I'm yeah. So my number one bust is pick number twenty five currently in consens- consensus, uh, and running back twelve, and that's Todd Gurley. Uh, Way to go out on a limb on this one, buddy. I know. So this is my thing though. Like, <laughs> I thought he'd be a bust last year. I think I think you did too. Uh, I would say we were right on that for where he was being drafted. Uh, and at this point in his career, he's extremely touchdown dependent uh, compared to where he was a couple of years ago. Uh, and my thing with Todd Gurley is he has extreme arthritis in both of his knees. Uh, we talked about this last season when we had, um, oh my God, I'm drawing a blank on his name, that your your buddy, our doctor. Ben? Ben, Dr. Ben. Dr. Ben on the show, like it's just going to get worse for him. Like his knees are not going to magically get younger and healthier. They're going to continue to get worse. Uh, arthritis doesn't get better with time. It, it's not like these guys who have a torn ligament who take a season off and then they're healthy again because it healed. It, it's not going to get healthier. So I, I think it's going to continue to get worse for him. He had 400 less yards this past season than the year prior. He had five less uh, touchdowns for a guy who's touchdown dependent at this point. That's not good. Uh, he had more fumbles, which I think is because he's not so like he's being hit more than he's hitting people now. Like he used to run people over. Now he's starting to take some of the the blunt of those. Um, and then also he's behind what was ranked the second worst offensive line in the NFL. Uh, None of that is good news for a guy who doesn't have the explosive speed that he once had. So uh, I know like it's like, yeah, no one's expecting him to be the, the Todd Gurley of old, but I don't think he's going to be a number one running back this season, which is where he's current or currently going with as RB 12. You know, I, I foresee him as being a fringe like RB three, um, I don't fringes and possibly not even an RB three, yeah. or an RB two three. No, I'm I, saying I think like he's bottom tier three because uh, I, I don't think you could depend on him to finish a season. And that's my thing is he also has that injury risk. Uh, I, and I know I, I'm more out on an island on this one, but I'm willing to plant my flag on this island. Like I, I, I truly believe that he is being way overdrafted. Or will be. I, I think he is being way overdrafted. But to say that he's what not going to be startable, I don't. I don't think that that's week to really week he feasible. will. Uh, I I just think that it, he's going to miss games. I mean, he didn't miss a single game last season. He stayed healthy all season. Absolutely, so. but I, I it also he's like I said, it's going to get worse every year for him from here to the end of his career. I think that he's easily like a high end RB three. I think that that's that's I would not advise people to like if you could get Todd Gurley as your RB three, I think that your team's probably going to be pretty solid. Uh, yeah. But you're, you're not also going not to. going to. <laughs> you're not going to like that's <laughs> that's definitely true. But I I think calling him possibly like not even a startable running back is a little bit no, too I think I think week to week he'll be startable I just don't depend I'm not depending on him to stay healthy and, and to produce every week okay uh my first running back bust is going to be Aaron Jones actually 
going uh, quite a bit ahead of Todd Gurley. He's currently the seventh-ranked running back on the board. Uh, Aaron Jones, 58% of his non-PPR points last year were scored in just four games. So very, very uh, top-heavy, basically. Uh, a little boomer bust. Uh, he had 19 total touchdowns last season. Really hard to repeat those kind of numbers. Uh, it is very easy to predict regression when we're talking about touchdowns. Uh, it's a little bit harder when we're talking about yards or touches or uh, that sort of thing, targets. But when it comes to touchdowns, it's really easy to predict that uh, Aaron Jones probably won't score 19 touchdowns again. Uh, I do think that Jones will have another solid season. I think that he'll be owned. I think that he'll probably be an RB1. But right now, the seventh-ranked running back, I think he's going to be closer to probably like 11th or 12th. I think that he'll be uh, kind of like that low-end RB1. Yeah, I think I currently have him at nine in mine. Uh, yeah, I, I I fully expect the, the Packers to go find another pass catcher, whether that be another wide receiver to help out Devontae Adams or Austin Hooper right now is my my favorite bet that uh, that they're going to go get Austin Hooper to replace Jimmy Graham. Austin Hooper is going to take a lot of the load off of Devontae Adams, providing another target for Aaron Rodgers. I think a lot more of those touchdowns are going to go through the air to those guys rather than on the ground to uh, Aaron Jones. I, I still think Aaron Jones will have a solid season. But with Jamal Williams there, I mean, he's clearly still got a job. Uh, Aaron Jones is only on the field like 60% of snaps. That's not really what I'm looking for when I'm trying to, you know, predict a productive number one running back. I want that guy on the field as much as possible. So Aaron Jones currently being overdrafted. Uh, hopefully he slips to you at like that, uh, that the turn right there, 11, 12. Uh, if you can get him there, great. I think you're happy. But if you end up drafting Aaron Jones at like the sixth or seventh pick, you're—I don't think it's going to work out for you. I don't think you're going to get the value there. I think you're going to have an, uh, like an Alvin Kamara season, like we had previously, right? Alvin Kamara still had a very productive season in 2019. It was still good, but he wasn't number. You know, I drafted him third in our league, so he wasn't the third overall pick. Clearly, so yeah. No, I, I, I do agree. I agree with all that. I have him slightly higher than you, but I completely agree with everything you said. Yeah. Um, no, uh, so my next one very similar uh, to, to yours. Because Can I guess? Can I guess? Go for it. Derrick Henry. No, no. No, the reason why it's similar is because of the backfield with the uh, amount of carries. Mm -hmm. And that's pick... Number 36 off the board currently uh, for consensus rankings. And RB16, which is Melvin Gordon. Um, it is really high for yeah, Melvin Gordon. Yeah, because if he, let's say he stays uh, in San Diego. They are still talking. It's a possibility. That's not a good situation. Uh, because they still have Austin Eckler there. And that will be a split backfield similar to what you're talking about with the 60%. And it may not even be that high for him. So, Probably not. Not with Austin Eckler there. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, that high of a pick, like, you need him to be your RB2, which means you need him to be consistent and, like, putting up points week to week. He may not. He may just vanish for an entire week or two. Um, and he he is efficient with the carries he gets, but, I mean, if he's only out there for 50% of the plays, that's that that consistency isn't 
good enough for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do like he's a great pass catcher. He's a versatile running back. Uh, and but we don't know where he's gonna go. So like he could end up on a bad team where he's just not going to be able to get it done uh, behind a bad offensive line. Or uh, and I agree with you, Perry, as you were talking about earlier. I think that the best possible landing spot and where I hope personally he goes is to the Texans. And then I think he could live up to this value. But that's like you're hoping for his peak if you were drafting him here. And you're you're not getting that most likely. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> you know, like betting odds aren't on that that's going to happen as a like the most likely situation. I Another good landing spot for him would be the Chiefs, in my opinion. Absolutely. But, yeah. Yeah. I, I, he he needs a uh, an offense that can really move the ball, uh, because you're right. He can totally catch the ball in the backfield, and he's really productive in doing that. But he needs an offense where that is actually going to happen, right? His best years were when the Chargers were able to move the ball with Philip Rivers, and last season, it just wasn't happening. So, yeah. Melvin Gordon just kind of got left in the dust. And what you brought up earlier with Austin Eckler being like just yoinking that job out from under him because he refused to show up to work. So Yeah, that happens. <laughs> yeah. That's why you show up to work. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's, that's my guy. And like, I, I, I really like Melvin Gordon. I, yeah. I, I just think that he's in a bad situation at the at right now to be ranked that high. Yeah, I agree. I think he's a little too high. Him being above like Mark Ingram right now, Kenyon Drake, Devin Singletary. I mean, I I might put him like maybe around like twenty twenty one when yep. it comes to running backs, but being at sixteen is a little high. I agree. Um, my next running back is Raheem Mozart. This one's kind of uh, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. He's not ranked particularly high, uh, but. The reason I'm concerned about Raheem Mozart is because of the really explosive playoff run that he had. And and kind of uh, that did bleed into the regular season a little bit. But I don't think that uh, – I don't think Raheem Mozart's going to get the, like, bulk, bulk of the work there. He might, you know, get over 50% of the snaps. That's fine. Okay, I guess technically he got the bulk of the work. But, again, it's not something I really want to rely on. Uh, the, he did, he only received 15 touches total, uh, twice in his big run at the end of the season there. And one of those was the NFC championship game where we all saw what happened. He completely dominated that game. Uh, I mean, he gets a lot of credit for it, but I honestly, I think it was the offensive line that really dominated that game. I I Uh, think that's the case in San Francisco in general. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he only had 17 total receptions for the entire season. Uh, I mean, if you're expecting the production that you got from him in the playoffs, we all watch that, right? Nationally televised games. Just, I just want everybody to realize that Raheem Mozart isn't what you saw in the playoffs. Uh, so when you're drafting, keep that in mind. If people are really excited about Raheem Mozart, let them be excited about him. You need to realize that this guy was an average running back for most of the season and then got thrown behind an incredible offensive line. His other running backs that he was fighting for time against got injured and it was a perfect storm for him. So you should hype him up to your draft mates, but keep in mind that you probably don't want to draft him very high. So, so there are like, I do disagree with you on a couple things, uh, which I, I do think that, uh, he he has potential to to repeat that uh but 
a big but is I do not see that as being a very likely situation because it's similar to uh, New England where they have a stable of running backs. And at any given day, any given day, it could be any running backs game and he could just not be on the field for an entire game. And, I, I do have in my notes here that if Coleman or Burita were cut or both of them, or I would, compli- I would, well, McKinnon is a non-factor, but I would completely reevaluate my Raheem Mozart ranking. Uh, but I mean, that's a big if, right? Yeah, I mean, I one mean, of them might go, and then I'll move I them up a little bit. Don't but. think McKinnon's a non-factor, though. I, I think with the way San Francisco does things, it, it, there could be a game where if he's still on their team, which I don't anticipate. Uh, okay. That, but if he is there, then he it could there could be weeks that are just a McKinnon week. There could absolutely there could, but I don't think McKinnon will be there. So that's yeah, I yeah, I, which I agree with you on. I also don't think they should keep Coleman though. So we'll yeah. we'll see what they do. But I, I'm just saying, would you be surprised if Coleman's healthy all season that Raheem Mozart gets like six or seven touches a game max? <laughs> I want it. I want it. Like right. I, I'm not taking the risk on Moster or any San Francisco running back. Right. I I guess this is kind of a cop out calling him a bust because he isn't ranked super high but i I feel like people (laughs) i feel like people are going to be very excited about that name especially if they haven't been keeping up this whole off season or they didn't keep up all during the regular season they just see oh man he dominated the nfc championship game there's no way that literally had someone come to me at work today and ask me specifically about mostert and what i thought about him going forward uh, because they're like did you know he's been on five team i'm like yes i knew this like of course of course i knew this also you you should not be looking at him (laughs) stop stop that i think i would take mozart in around the like eighth or ninth round Right. So I've already got my starters solidified. Now is where I'm looking for that depth. Okay. I would consider taking Mozart there. Clearly, whatever happens during free agency is going to factor in a lot. But that's when I would start looking like, okay, well, maybe now I could throw him on my bench. And if he does end up getting the job there, then great. I'm I'm happy. But if not, then I don't, you know, it's no skin off my back. I'll just go ahead and cut him. Yeah. And I mean, We'll probably get more into this later into the season, but like I tend to go more running back heavy early uh, this year because uh, oh, yeah. I think you get better results with the strong wide receivers out there. So uh, I, I probably won't end up with him on any of my teams. Yeah. Cool. All right. Let's move on. Let's do yeah. our wide receivers, Justin. Speaking of strong wide receivers, I'm going to give you some weak ones. Uh, <laughs> my first one is. Keenan Allen. Uh, and I have absolutely, uh, I, I sh- should retract that last statement because yeah, I have man, absolutely nothing bad to say about Keenan oh, Allen here. Keenan Allen is a beast of a man, a rock star, an amazing just wide receiver in every sense. One um, of the best route runners in the league. Yeah. And I, I love him. And he put up great stats. Unfortunately, his quarterback is gone. And he, he put up great stats despite Philip Rivers having, having one of his worst seasons ever. Yeah, and I would yeah. take that Philip Rivers over uh, the, the, whoever they bring in at quarterback because I don't think that they're going to be running with um, – oh, I'm drawing a blank on his name. I keep forgetting it. Tyrod Taylor? Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, I don't think they're going to run with Tyrod Taylor for this I season. Don't, 
I don't know if I completely agree with whoever. I think there's a lot of good free agent quarterbacks out there. Uh, yes, that's but, true. But yeah, I I I'm on board with what you're what you're bringing. Here. Yeah, there are some some quarterbacks out there, Tom Brady, uh, yeah. that could probably give him great value. Um, and yeah. so I mean, but at currently he does not have a quarterback, and he is going as pick number thirty three and wide receiver fourteen. That he's gonna have to come down on that board for me to consider drafting him. Uh, I like him probably more towards the back of the second round more than the front of the second round. Uh, and, and like I said, I I love the, him as a player. Just his situation there is so bad uh, with with that and and the poor offensive play from last year as a whole. That I I need I need something positive to happen before I could justify that. Yeah. I think that's a good call. I I think right now Keenan Allen is a very high candidate for a bust. But like you said, if Tom Brady walks in that door, Keenan Allen for me is going to go up the rankings higher than where he's even at now. Absolutely. Just because he's such a good route runner and Tom Brady is a very precise thrower of the ball, that could be really good. Uh, I see Keenan Allen as like a better Julian Edelman, a much better Julian Edelman. So. I, I think he's exactly like Julian Edelman, just more physically gifted. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So uh, that's a good one. That one's really popular right now. Uh, my first one, I think this one's going to piss a lot of people off. Uh, <laughs> Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker, I do not understand uh, how, why people are so excited about, excited about Devonte Parker right now. He's currently the 18th wide receiver. He's ahead of Stefan Diggs, Tyler Lockett, Calvin Ridley. That one is what, why is Calvin Ridley a tier four receiver? Anyways, um, one season, a career does not make. All right. Devonte Parker has been in the league since 2015. And for all intents and purposes, he's been considered a bust, a draft bust, an NFL draft bust. But, his 2019 was incredible. Uh, I, I do hope that he is able to repeat uh, some of that performance from 2019. Uh, but the quarterback questions on his team are, you know, they're big. Uh, obviously, Fitzmagic's coming back, which is good for Parker. But how long do they keep Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback? And they're going to draft a rookie quarterback here. How long do they wait, right? Are they going to be losing terribly so they just decide to get this guy some work? That could be it. And then the pressure is really going to be on Devontae Parker because he's he's going to be the, the number one receiver for a rookie quarterback. He's supposed to help that rookie quarterback. I just don't think that Parker has shown us anything in his career to make us believe that this is the norm, right? I think that what we saw in 2019 is the absolute peak of his career. I, I, I just think that Devontae Parker is going way too soon. Uh, I, I would put him below a lot of the guys that I read off. Uh, he's on a bad team. It just it's it's blowing my mind that everybody's willing just to buy in immediately when, you know, for three years previous, he was horrible, yeah. a horrible receiver. And he has one he has one good second half. 2019 was a good second half of the season. The first half of the season, he was OK. So. Yeah, but that's what people have in their memory was the end of the season when he was killing it, and yeah. and that's what's driving that price up. Uh, now I I'm, I agree with you one hundred percent on that. Yeah, you know, if somebody told me I had to put my my next paycheck on 
on Devontae Parker either repeating what he did last season or going way closer to what he did three seasons previous, I would I would have to bet against Devontae Parker. No, I don't blame you on that at all. Yeah. Man, here's my next one uh, will also make a lot of people upset, so let's do it. Let's just piss everybody off, Perry. Uh, let's do it. Amari Cooper. Uh, <laughs> so he's currently picked number 23, wide receiver 9. Where is he going to play? Yeah, that's that's the first point. Like, where does yeah. he play? Uh, is it for the Cowboys? Uh, it, who's throwing him the ball? Is it Dak? I mean, they still need to figure that situation out there. There's a lot of question marks there. And then does he stay healthy? Because, yeah, he did pretty stay pretty healthy last year, but that hasn't been his career. Is he consistent? Because that has never been him ever, including last year. And if he's your wide receiver one, and there's weeks where you're not sure if he's on the field because he's getting you zero points, you're probably not going to be too happy. Uh, and you're choosing him like in the top like wide receiver 14. So wide receiver one, maybe wide receiver two, uh, depending on how you draft your team. No, sorry. It, he's he's a wide receiver one. He's going at nine. Oh, nine? Oh, he's yeah. – oh, sorry. I looked at the wrong one. Yeah, wide receiver 14 nine. overall. Yeah. So – wide receiver nine that's even yeah that's horrible you do not want him there i'm telling you that's he's his draft value is second round like he's going to vanish there's going to be weeks where you're not sure if he's playing or not playing and he's made a career out of this when you could go get players like his whole career the number two wide receiver behind him has outperformed him that's been his mo like that's probably going to continue here in dallas so let me ask you Odell Beckham or Amari Cooper right now. Odell situation. Beckham. Yeah, I completely agree. And you know, you know how I agree. felt about Odell Beckham last year. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was I hugely against agree. Odell Beckham. And I'm telling you right now, I'd rather have Odell Beckham than him. And yeah. I don't think Odell Beckham's in a great situation, but I'd rather have him. Yeah, that situation's improving now. But yeah. we'll talk about that some other time. Um, okay, uh, I'm going to take... This one, I couldn't believe when I was doing my research on this one that this one was going to be so easy for me. But it's AJ Green. AJ Green currently is ranked higher I, than Terry I, McLaurin, I Jarvis almost, Landry, I almost Michael Gallup. Went on this one, and I was like, I I gotta leave this this low hanging fruit for Perry because I know his hatred of AJ Green. No, I don't hate AJ Green. No, you just I hate, don't. You hate him for fantasy purposes. Right. Like you don't hate him as like a human being or a player. Or you just hate where he, how his value always stays. The at, hype yeah. around AJ Green right now is only going up. It's only going up, and we Absolutely. don't even know who is going to be throwing him the ball, Joe Burrow. But <laughs> <laughs> but AJ Green, just to be clear, didn't just miss all of 2019. He has not played a full game since week eight of 2018. And I understand that he was doing very well for those first eight games of 2018. But it's been a year and a half for this 31-year-old wide receiver he was, who is the same age as Des Bryant. He had the most uh, games or most 1,000-yard uh, seasons up to that point, And then it was just a steep fall off. I'm not saying that A.J. Green can't be productive again. But the fact that he plays for the Bengals. I'm going to. <laughs> and, 
<laughs> the fact that he plays for the Bengals, that he's coming off a year and a half of not playing football, I don't expect the Bengals to surround him with a, a situation for him to be successful. They did. They are going to give him the franchise tag, is what the rumors currently are. If they do that and then pull the trade, so they franchise him and then trade him, and he goes someplace where they can surround him with a team that can support him and use his talents correctly, then I think AJ Green could have a great, a very good season. If he stays well, healthy. If he stays healthy. But I'm not expecting him to stay healthy. <laughs> I said it last summer. I said that AJ Green would not play a single game in 2019. And yet every week people wanted to be say, oh, this week might be the week that AJ Green comes back. And and here we go. He didn't play all 2019. And we're back into the offseason and get gearing up for 2020. And people are already moving him up draft boards like he's going to be AJ Green again. This one is easy. Just do not draft AJ Green at all. No, like and, and you're gonna be fine. These wide receivers have uh there's like a, a cliff that they fall off of like fantasy wise when you know after a certain point where uh, they start having these injury problems. Yeah. And especially like these bigger bodied wide receivers. And like the AJ Green was getting near this cliff and he he's like, let me look off the edge of this cliff. And he went to look off and he slipped and he yeah. fell down that cliff. He is gone. Don't look back. He's not there. Yeah. So don't, the, don't get him. People currently ranked below AJ Green that I would take before AJ Green. Terry McLaurin, Jarvis Landry, Michael Gallup, John Brown, Debo, Debo Samuels, Christian Kirk, Marquise Brown, Robbie Anderson, Marvin Jones. I would take all these guys yeah, before AJ. You could keep going for an for probably twenty more, and I will still agree with you. It's it's pretty <laughs> wild. It is actually wild. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Well, I'm gonna get into some quarterbacks here, and I cheated a little bit on this one, Perry. How dare you? I know. Uh, I know. I I already went with uh, Amari Cooper to piss off the Cowboy fans. I'm going to double down on pissing off the Cowboy fans, and I'm going with Dak Prescott because, as we said, who is he throwing the ball to? Is he playing for the Cowboys? <laughs> like These are all questions we still have. Like uh, Dak is currently uh, QB5 in consensus rankings. Mm -hmm. And he, do you remember Dak before Amari Cooper was there? Yeah, he. I mean, he was always like what, like QB ten. Yeah, right around ten. Yeah, and uh, that's like where I am expecting him to be this season, because mm -hmm. we don't know who he's throwing the ball to. We don't know if Amari Cooper will be there. We don't even know if he'll be on that team. Dak himself, uh, and he. That's like he's going in the sixth round when you could be getting guys like. Uh, it, it, like the draft pick the same round right around the same area as him uh you could be getting kyler murray david montgomery russell wilson like these are players i would ray, way rather depend on week to week than dak prescott in this season uh he so since yeah so since bringing amari cooper there he had 1300 more yards in a season eight more touchdowns and through less interceptions and even had less sacks because he's able to get the ball out of there quicker. Um, and, and without that, I expect all of those numbers to go back. Uh, and even with Amari there, I don't expect him to have the season he had last season. Yeah. I think what we saw from Dak Prescott last season was his absolute ceiling. 
that was his absolute ceiling. And I don't expect a repeat performance of his absolute ceiling. I think Dak Prescott is a very good quarterback. I think he'll continue yeah. to be a very good quarterback. And I think that if you could get him at what he used to be at, right, <laughs> around 10, you're going to get a great value. But that's what we were saying last season, right? Oh, we love Dak Prescott because you're going to get great value. He was drafted so late. He did so well. And we were dead on about that. But now he's moved up to this. This It's this weird, um, I don't know, like no man's land where I'm not drafting a quarterback in the sixth round. I'm just not going to do it. That doesn't yeah. make any sense. If you're not getting Lamar or Mahomes early, right, I think there there's viable strats there where you, you take one of those two very, very early in like the first or second round. That might work out for you. But if you don't do that, you just go ahead and settle in on drafting yeah, wide receivers and running backs and take a quarterback in like the 10th or 11th round. You're, you're and, looking for the Dak from last year. Absolutely. Not you Dak go grab, this year. You go grab let, – let me take a look here. You go grab uh, Matt Ryan, who is currently 11th. Drew Brees, who Drew is Brees. 10th. I love Drew Brees this year. Aaron Rodgers, who is currently ranked 9th. 9th. So it, it just – it's not worth it to take Dak Prescott right there when he probably is being drafted at his ceiling and he probably won't perform at his ceiling again. And I personally have Kyler Murray and uh, Russell Wilson both ranked above him, even at his ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. I have what I only have one quarterback. You have two. No, that's it. That's okay. You said, Oh, I'm going to get into my quarterbacks. So oh. I was like, <laughs> All right. This one is going to sound crazy, uh, but it's Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is my quarterback bust of 2020. I'm so happy about this. I almost did this one, and I was, oh, man. So, yeah, get it. Get it. It, 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 (laughs) (laughs) It's like you're talking to Bo. Justin's dog's name is Bo. Uh, Anyways, so last season, Patrick Mahomes showed us that repeating as the God-tier number one quarterback is very difficult and it i'm not going to say that that pat mahomes had a bad 2019 he had a very good 2019 he's clearly top two quarterback in the league he's number one for me personally but uh lamar jackson repeating the performance of last season oh boy i i i would be very surprised if that happens uh lamar jackson threw for 36 touchdowns and rushed for 1206 yards both of those are incredibly high numbers for for any quarterback. I understand that he's a mobile quarterback, but there's a reason he set a rushing record last season. It's a record. It, it's not supposed to be broken every single season, and I don't think he's going to break it again this season. I think that his rushing numbers are going to be closer to 850 or 900 rushing yards, which is fantastic. The rushing yards for a quarterback are incredibly valuable in fantasy, and therefore he's still going to be very valuable in fantasy. His passing touchdowns, I think, are going to drop closer to like 28, 29, maybe 30. I think 30 would be a very good passing season for him. But I think it's going to be closer to like, yeah, like the 28 number with 900 yards rushing. He's still going to be like a top three quarterback. Don't get me wrong. But people are going to be drafting Lamar Jackson in the first round. And if you draft Lamar Jackson in the first round and then he ends up being the third best quarterback, Deshaun Watson currently is being drafted in what round, Justin? I'm, I guess, fourth. Yeah, probably the fourth. Let me see if I can find it really quickly. I'm I'm not seeing it right now. Yeah, but Deshaun Watson, who's currently ranked third, is is probably going in like the fourth, maybe even fifth round. 
I would much rather take Deshaun Watson in the fifth round, which I won't personally, because that's just not how I draft, than blow my number one pick on Lamar Jackson, who's going to end up being just as good as him, right? Still very good, but just as good as the guy that you're getting four rounds, five rounds later. So and if that's the case, you draft him in the first round, but he ends up being fifth round value. That is a bust. That is a 100% bust. And that's where I think Lamar Jackson might end up if he doesn't get injured. And and this is uh, exactly what I was saying with Dak. Like we told you to draft Dak last offseason. Lamar Jackson was another one of the quarterbacks we talked about drafting that could have a great season. No one anticipated him to have the season he had. I'm not trying yeah. to say we predicted him to break rushing records. Nobody did that. Um, but we did expect him to have a great season and he is being drafted super low. That happens every year with quarterbacks. You can find super low ranked quarterbacks that are going to have a huge season. Uh, and so again, you want to find the guy who is Lamar Jackson from last year. Don't draft the guy who's already built that hype up on him in a position where it's so volatile, where you could get a player for super cheap. Um, Big Baker yeah. Mayfield in 2019, guys. Baker Mayfield was like a top three quarterback pick for a lot of leagues in 2019. He is currently the 18th ranked quarterback. Now, I disrespected I would, Baker Mayfield a lot would, last season. I would rather draft Baker Mayfield at that value than Lamar Jackson. All last offseason, I was disrespecting Baker Mayfield with my where I had him ranked, and I did not disrespect him that much. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> That that is crazy for me. Like that, he's number eighteen. I do expect him to progress. They got rid of the yeah. court. We'll get more into quarterback or like quarterback play and who we expect to do good. But that is crazy to me. Yeah, I I think I would rather say that Baker Mayfield will be a top twelve quarterback than say Lamar Jackson repeats what he did last season. I think that that's a way sa safer bet. Yeah, I, I would rather bet on him being a top 12 than yeah than Lamar being a top two. Top two? I don't know if i go top two, but I, I would say repeating the performance. Oh, no, because there's no way he's repeating it. There's but no way. Top two, I think he has, a, he has a, a decent chance to do that, but I think Baker has a better chance of making top 12 than he does of being top two. It's not crazy. Baker Mayfield's an incredible value right now, quarterback. He, he'll go undrafted in a lot of leagues. Yeah, man. All right. Well, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. What are we doing next week? Oh, boy, I got to pull up the schedule here. Give me just a half a second. Justin, no talk problem. about something interesting. Yeah, so make sure you guys subscribe to us on YouTube. Also, I forgot to mention this at the beginning for some reason, but we're also on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Make sure you guys do that and follow us on all social media. We're everywhere. Instagram, you see Merch. it at the top. Twitter at the top. Merch. And I Merch. heard that we got some Merch. shirts for Merch. sale at the link that's posted down below. So yeah, make sure you guys uh, hit those up. Uh, they're super cool shirts. Uh, they're I, they're I, actually really cool. Yeah, actually, I don't even get them for free. This is crazy. But I yeah. actually just uh, bought my own. Uh, <laughs> bought my they're own very shirt. Cool. So. And it's the best way to support us. It is the best way to support us. So if you want to support us, please go out, check out the merch. Uh, and then next week is way too early sleepers. So uh, kind of the opposite of today. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited for that. Uh, and to get into the, oh man, Baker, man. Baker. <laughs> we might be talking about Baker next week. Yeah, uh, Shake and Baker. <laughs> 
All right, guys. We'll see you uh, next week. Bye.